Welcome to the San Antonio FC FanCast. I'm your host, Royce. With me today are my three cohorts, my three co-hosts. Let's go the regular diamond. We got Robert on first. Robert, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, trying to stay uh, cool in this heat, excessive heat. So hanging in there. Uh, Excited to be here. Let's talk some soccer. Yeah, I'm in my garage and I've had my AC in my garage going for about mm, 30 minutes. It's still like 90 degrees in here. It's killer. Um, Rafa on second base. How are you, Rafa? Rafa's on mute. I mean, the consummate professional. Sore. (laughs) Sore after Saturday. Trying to recover. It's our star, dude. Was it from... uh... Was it from uh, taking out the pinata, the locomotive pinata, or what are you sore from? Uh, no. With RC, with, you know. he's yeah, now he's big time. Yeah, seriously, I know. I'm surprised he's on the show. I'm surprised he's not getting uh, <laughs> endorsement deals. Harry's on third base. Harry, how are you? Uh, I'm here, um, nice and chilling. Uh, had some internet issues, so uh, kids home playing Xbox, wife on the TV, me got TV with the Nuggets uh, up. Four, uh, hoping to clinch tonight. So go Nuggets. Never thought I would see the Nuggets win a title, and, and they still may not. But um, unlike Spurs fans, the Nuggets have not had 20 years of great history. <laughs> so That's fair. Uh, <sighs> the Avalanche just won a championship in uh, last season. Well, you season, got the Broncos so. that, that, that have won titles. Um, how many has, have the Vikings won? Yeah, we'll get back to you. I mean, (laughs) sideswipe. Sideswipe. Sidetracking it. The Avalanche have won multiple titles. The Avalanche have won a couple, yeah. The Rockies, well, they've been to the World Series and, you know, didn't work out very well. Um, No, that didn't But the Nuggets, this is their first time in the finals in umpteen, what, 40-some years, I think, uh, in the league, you know, with the ABA, probably even more than that, but... uh, I remember listening to them on, you know, I'm old enough to where uh, in Western Colorado that you listen to AM radio when it was dark and cloudy and hoped you can pick up the uh, coverage of the matches. And uh, back in the Alex English, you know, Kiki Vandaway, you know, that era back in the 80s. And it was always the Spurs and the Lakers and very similar to kind of what it's been recently. But uh, the Nuggets, you know, hey, they might be able to finish this off. But, you know, as we saw with the with the heat, uh ray allen in case they have a ray allen moment here uh, it's not over until oof that's correct the clock hit zero uh i I know that as a partial spurs fan being in san antonio in 20 some years so yeah that that was scarring in 2013 for sure i'll never forget they had the ropes up and and the ropes came back down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right well let's move on into san antonio fc things with everything but Um, that's a fair that's a fair comment as well Stan Kroenke can go kick rocks. That he's very what, popular in St. Louis. I heard as well. Yeah, what the, what he did, what he did to the city of St. Louis, he can kick rocks. Like the, uh, he is hated there. The taxpayers. He's not St. liked Louis. in Denver either. Let, let's be honest. He just he's not liked anywhere because he's oh god. Did you know what? He doesn't care. He just collects all that money. So. You know who else? You know who else doesn't like Stan Kroenke or the owners for the NFL that had to give him like five billion extra dollars to build SoFi 
and they all they already they already need to do upgrades to it and it can't even house a uh, world cup final so unbelievable i don't like the uh um independent discipline panel uh i'd liked them last week you know when we did our show on wednesday we're like hey stoneman got a suspension um friday evening uh stoneman was in the lineup and uh usl championship slipped this in they made a uh an adjustment to the discipline report and did not make any notifications out to anybody. Um, but due to an error in the IDB process, the suspension was overturned. No clue what the overturn, no clue what the error was, nothing, nothing from San Diego, nothing from San Antonio, nothing from the league outside of that one line and Stoneman in the lineup. Zero accountability, absolutely. Um and this is the this is kind of our first experience with the new uh, administration for USL as they do have a new president and hey not looking great right off the bat. Uh, I don't know what this means. I don't know if it's because they got a yellow, they can't upgrade it to a red, which I have seen before, or if somebody just forgot to turn in their paperwork on time, <laughs> which I've also seen before. Uh, uh, Barcelona. Uh, uh, uh. Sounds like La Liga in Man United, yeah. Man United's also guilty of it. Um, during the whole David De Gea saga, but um, yeah, this is Bush League. What what am I gonna tell you? It's Bush League. Uh, dude kicked out very violent foul on Moabu, deserved a straight red, got a yellow, and he doesn't even serve the suspension that the league said. Yeah, he deserves a suspension. It's Bush League. What are we gonna what am I gonna tell you, Robert? How do you feel about it? I mean, it's just like they're not very transparent with like what the process is, what the paperwork, what exactly the violation was. It just, it screams like conspiracy theories. Like it just, that's all that runs through your head is like, so like the hundred dollar handshake or <laughs> did someone complain enough to have it overturned? I mean, it, it well, it, we know it, San Diego had to complain. We know San Diego had to complain about something. There's no question about it. It's, it's as simple as that. They wouldn't have overturned. The only only reason why they would have said, "Hey, the the process was was overturned," is if is if they appealed the suspension based on X. It's just there's no there's no con- there's no context, no explanation, no understanding. Like they're literally, it's like they're making it up on the fly. Like and you win, and we're just here to like, okay. There's and nothing-, nothing against Nate Miller and his spitting allegations either. Yeah, yeah, we didn't hear about that. Uh, from anywhere <laughs> make it up on completely nefarious lie about a team and just like oh yeah we'll suit that under the rug yeah okay rafa how do you feel about it oh uh, that ha- this has nate miller all over just that little that little punk just crying all the time crying to the league he wants to have it his way because he, he knows that there's no other way to win a championship by just having the officials on his side so it's just ridiculous you know to I mean, it's clear cut. You saw the foul. You saw the how it was a dangerous foul too. That red should have stayed on there, but I, I don't know what the th- league is thinking. And I mean, I think San Antonio also really kind of needs to kind of push them a little bit and say, "Hey, you know, give us a full reason why this was taken away." You know? And it's not even a red, it's like the intent to injure. Like there was nothing yeah. literally like his intent was to like to hurt him. Through. It wasn't anything like it wasn't a hard foul, it was an intent to injure. He literally, for whatever reason, figured like let's do this. 
Let's and there was on. no remorse either. Like, that was the thing that got me. Okay, you went in for the hard foul. You know, let's say let's say it kicked higher than what you anticipated. You don't just turn around and walk walk out and then taunt the you know taunt the San Antonio thing here. Um, what's what what press box is Madden? Does anybody know what uh, he's in the press box? Uh, is he in the? Does he want to get in on the show? Is he on the? <laughs> is he in the? What is it? The backstage or whatever? You're no, backstage. nobody's uh, nobody's here. Is there press, press box code that you know that that he's in that he's in the, the I mean, I mean, he got interviewed, so he's big time now. So maybe he's maybe he's just maybe he's just telling us y'all suck, and I've I've moved yeah. beyond y'all. Yeah, I don't so. need, and, nice and he did it both is. on YouTube and Facebook. I didn't know what he meant by the Facebook comment. So then, maybe he, then, he, then he did it again. Right, so obviously, he wants the attention. Yeah, I guess he's he's better than us. I mean, what am I going to tell you? He's, he's uh, yeah, he's going full. Uh, he's going full Nate Miller, and he's just letting us know he's better than us. Um, how I feel about it, I think it's more. Um, um oh, what's the word I want? It's it's not nefarious. I just think it's completely. Um, It, it, it's a it's a lack of responsibility on their part. Um, I don't think it's necessarily nefarious. I don't think they're doing anything evil. I don't think there's any conspiracy about it. I just think they they weren't they didn't do what they needed to do to make it happen. And it's more on their process. And like I said, this is kind of the first kind of major moment in this new administration where they actually had something to do. They had something to fill out. Um, and they had a punishment to levy and they messed it up. So I think it's just, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think, I think this is a lesson learned from the league, but I think it's from a lack of understanding rather than, you know, actually trying to be nefarious with this, but at the same time, learning moment, learn from it league. This is a good league. Um, I just think the transparency was the big issue. On it doesn't side. help. That doesn't help either. And and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that. That's 100 percent it. But um, um, anyway, it is what it is. But what am I gonna tell you? We'll see what happens in the future. Hopefully I mean, they hopefully they lock it up because right now it's it's pretty disappointing. Do you think maybe for next year maybe they need to install VAR for USL? for stuff like this they, they do but the cost that's the issue like it comes down but, to i mean I, I call bs on the cost it yeah because you could have somebody watching the feed from orlando or, or pardon me, like from XFL. tampa watching the watching the 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 the, the, the espn plus like I, I know we're gonna get to it the the offsides for el paso's first goal there's not clear you don't you don't see the two don't don't match up the, from where the ball kicks and you know when they receive it we think he's offside of course El Paso is like no hey he was great so there's not that clear evidence on this one here there was clear evidence of 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 of, of the foul um, there's been clear evidence of other things to where they could go through and you know whistle you know whistle down um, you know you know especially on red cards. You know, to, to me, that's 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 where they could look at it. But that's the goal idea of that scoring process. opportunities where the ball goes into the goal. 
we've seen that what once or twice. I don't think it was against us, but once or twice this year where a goal was scored and they didn't count it because it bounced right back out. Um, so there, there's there's things that they could do. Um, is it perfect? No, um, but it, it, you know the, the the big reason that I've heard the reason why they don't do it. And we'll use Vegas as an example. I was about to say Vegas. Yeah. Think of their camera angles <laughs> when it's like this. It is. When it's like you can't even see anything. Like, how can you render a judgment on that? It has to be even. Um, why do you think USL lacks transparency across so many categories, appeal decisions, player wages, transfer fees, club revenue? Because nobody, ca- I hate to say it, nobody really cares. Nobody pays attention outside of us. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, MLS doesn't really report it, you know, unless they have to. Um, they have transparency issues. It's, it's just a U.S. soccer soccer issue where, um, and, and and to be fair, it's not just um, it's not just soccer uh, here in the states. If the only reason why the NFL releases an injury reports for the gambling aspect, if if you didn't have that, you wouldn't have it. And I know it it wouldn't shock me if we start to see, especially. Um, if more states start to bring in gambling and it, it starts be- becoming more of an issue, or USL starts getting bet on, that you don't that you start to see a little bit more of, of those of those t- of those um, decisions where, where clubs have to announce injuries ahead of time. But to me, it's I hate to say it, nobody really cares. It, it's 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 a harsh reality. But yeah, there's why. no accountability. There's no accountability. There's no, there, there's no financial there's no financial incentive is what yeah. you're saying. And hopefully that change. I mean, it's the same thing with hockey. Hockey, you get you get a same you get similar things from USL. You get the upper body injury, you get the lower body injury. Beyond that, you don't hear anything. If it's upper body in hockey, you know it's probably a concussion. So um the same thing with baseball. Uh baseball is very much the same way where it's you know, there's not a lot of transparency when it comes to especially umpiring and, and discipline. Same thing with NFL, the review system in the NFL. It's not, it's not, it's not great. Same thing in MLS, the review, not great. Uh, there's reviews in other leagues. That's pretty darn good. And it's pretty transparent. Well, they'll go through it. Uh, if you've ever seen any of the like professional cricket leagues, they bring you into the booth while the officials are talking mm-hmm. about it. That's something that would take a lot of that question out of it there's no real financial incentive to do that incentive to do that the word i wanted earlier that i could not think of was incompetence it's not it's not a nefarious issue i think it's just incompetence is why stoneman was on the field anyway that's not even a game that we're, we had to deal with there's a home run from paul goldschmidt for cardinals to take the lead that's quite nice let's go to uh, el paso at san antonio and let's talk about the injury list, the IL, which got shorter. Thank a goodness. Lot shorter. So yeah, got cut in half. Really, uh, you got Carter Manley back, full health, as well as um, Juan Carlos Osocar, one hundred percent back to health, which is great to see. You still have David Loera with that shoulder injury from Nashville, and Isaiah Parker still out with that. Either, I'm pretty sure it was a hamstring uh, injury that he sustained against Vegas, if I'm correct, in Vegas. And then Tanny was out, as we all know, as we've talked about for his red card suspension, which double yellow, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, is a red card from a double yellow that will actually um, what we'll touch on more later um, because uh, we have a little bit more to talk about uh, in this game that has to do with that. So uh, let's move on to uh, lineups. So the lineup came out far mainly went right into the starting lineup. 
Garcia, Tainer. So Tainer moves over to his preferred slot. Maloney, Abu, Gomez, uh, Rita, Jorge, Justin, or JD, and Sam. On the bench, you had Mercado, Juan Carlos uh, Ozakar, PC, Batista, uh, Nacho, Pirano, and Hanson. So you had six starters on the bench. And one thing definitely to keep in mind is that Batista has started and played in every single minute that the team has played this season. So a little bit of rest is nice. He's also on yellow card suspension watch. So this also helps him try to get through that. So kind of two things there. Uh, let's swing it out to Rafa. Rafa, how do you feel about this lineup? Uh, I think it's a, it's a good lineup, but I would make some changes. But well, I'll save that when we talk about Wednesday's game. But Okay. But you saw that it's what you kind of saw the last game minus, you know, Manley coming in. Like I said, it's great to see him back. And we had that little setback, but, you know, because Manley was very important for us last year. And it's good to see him, you know, on the pitch. Absolutely. So this is a 3-5, this is a 3-5-2, yeah, right? Three, yes. Yeah, a 5-3-2, basically. 5-3-2 or 3-5-2, depending. But, yeah, pretty much. I would agree. So the lineup, uh, as you can see on the screen, if you're watching on YouTube, which if you can, please like and subscribe. Um, it helps uh, keep the uh, ag algorithm um, up and uh, highlights our show a little bit more easier uh, for San Antonio uh, fans and USL fans as well. Um, so please like and subscribe both on YouTube. And if you can, uh, on your podcasting platform, if they offer a rating, please uh, like and subscribe on there as well. But uh, five stars, our, please. Five stars, yes. Um, Far, Tanner, Garcia, Manley, the back three. Gobez, Maloney um, on the wings. Uh, Abu, Fernandez, and uh, uh, Zuhir. Hernandez. Uh, in the uh, Hernandez. Um, and then Big Sam and JD up top. So pretty standard lineup at this point, right? I would agree. I think the only difference is um, it's crazy to think that Sam's been on the bench because Tanny's kind of been out playing him a little bit. But, hey, we're here. Um but yeah, it's typically Tanny and Dylan, and um, it just kind of seems like Dylan has chemistry with anybody on the field, which is insane. But it, go it goes to show course, you, dude. yeah, exactly. It goes to show you that earlier this season, when he wasn't on the field, we're a different team than him on the field. So uh, let's go and hit those highlights, and let's go over some of the gameplay. And these highlights are brought to you by uh, ESPN Plus, YouTube. USL championship. Thank you, everybody. Feels not looking good. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. Is, uh, yeah, it was when Crystal Palace was here. Starting <laughs> oh, the last was really looking at the ball instead of looking at the offside. Yeah. Yep. Uh, instead of the normal goal scoring play, as Puro SAC puts it, that was just a straight in header. Uh, back post, Mitch puts it in. And that was kind of created because the goalie was expecting it to come back across, and it did it. And he was completely out of position on that one as well. And then, yeah. So, this is why I. So, two things on this one. If you want to, yeah. you can see Marcina's already like got his arms up. Yeah, because it's because he's offside. So, what happened on this one, and why it's very obvious that he's offside? And I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, the camera angle." No, what's going on is Maloney's been chasing him the whole way. 
Maloney's chasing every and the whole back line stops. And when it stops, the guy is well beyond everybody. And Maloney is the only one that's that's behind him. There's no way he's onside. There's there is without a shadow of a doubt he is offside because he's being chased. It's Maloney wasn't just standing there and turned around. Maloney's been chasing him since the midfield. And the second thing is Jordan Favre just with a a, a very atypical mistake. Robert and Rafa, you, I'm yeah, trying not oh. to be too hard on Far because I'm never played goalie. But as somebody that's not a goalie, when this happened, I was like, what the hell is Jordan Farr doing? So you guys need to explain to me why he's out that far. And I understand he misjudged it, you know, through here. I, I For me, I don't know why he was out there, if that makes sense. It's almost like he uh, initially felt that they were going to call it offsides and all of a sudden then decided that he needs to make a reaction to the ball. And and he's realizing right there at that point in time, like he's outside of his perimeter as far as touching the ball. So it's almost like, and then the hop got a hold of him and it just went over. That was kind of a misjudgment on his part. But like, he's in the right spot at the right time because he beat the player to the ball. It's just, he misjudged the hop. And then at that point he was kind of in, he was a dead man. And, like, and fair play to... to uh um to the el paso player um he he slotted in wasn't an yeah. easy angle it was a really nice he, finish yeah that no, was a really nice yeah. finish from that angle it's a tough angle and let the offside ridiculousness begin. Did any, I lost count at 10 offside for, <laughs> for San Antonio. How many were there, in fact? Let's go look at the, uh, look at the stat because it was in. This one, I think, was out of, out of the two goals that were, this one was probably a little bit clearer on. That one before that, though, like Dylan wasn't the offsides guy. If they're calling Sam, maybe, and someone else, but Dylan, he didn't seem offsides that in that mm -hmm. goal. The other two, maybe they may automatically raise the flag, but they didn't. They didn't affect the play or anything, and you kind of raised the flag prematurely. But there were two times that San Antonio FC. Oh, that's. I mean, J JD, what are you? What are you going to say on that one? Anyway, um, there are two times that SAFC was called offside. That there's no way they were offside. Number one, um, we have a screenshot of it uh, where Justin Dillon would have been one on one with the keeper, no guaranteeing he he scores. But he is one on one with the keeper, and it's called offside. And he, there's no way he was offside. He was on, he was on the uh, the front shoulder of the defender, and he's staying there with his back to the goal. Ball gets through. JD turns and goes and gets called offside, not offside. And the second one was Sam, uh, Sam later in uh, in this first half. He goes, or I'm sorry, it, uh, yeah, no, it would have been the first half. He goes. And then he comes back on side and checks. And after he checks, the ball comes through and then he runs and the ref puts his flag up, not realizing that Sam had checked back and then come in, in at about four or five steps. So we had eight offsides. We had eight offsides. Correct. That's what I was going to say. Um, and how many did El Paso have? Anybody? Um, Anybody? Zero. 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 <laughs> ridiculous and they were not all offside and that's kind of the aggrieved part and we'll go into this later uh we'll get through the game but 
ridiculous. Anyway, let's continue this uh, mistake by the holding midfielder for a passo right there. Bad touch. JD gets a touch on it. Somehow has eyes in the back of his head with a nice through ball to Sam, and Sam does what Sam does. And he slots it in for his third goal of the season. His third goal of the season. Um, the the Spurs normal radio play by play guy. Uh, his son was doing the um, the play by play for the, the San Antonio FC uh, broadcast, and he. Um, How many of you expected that to be called offsides? I did. Oh, a hundred percent. I kept looking. <laughs> I didn't even celebrate in the beginning. I looked at the uh, I looked at the linesman, and I was like, "Is he going to call it? Is he going to call it? No." And then I picked up Rex. Because that was the other side. The other side. Well, that, that was but he called some though. too. He called some too. That was to our advantage. Though. You see, their goalie. He's almost like stop. And he paused. He's raising his hand, expecting. He was waiting for the offsides call. Yeah. <laughs> he literally was caught on balance. Like he stopped. He literally stopped. Watch their goalie. He's like. Uh, they're gonna call it. They've been doing it all game. <laughs> he was just caught flat footed. You gotta give it to Derek JD. He anticipated that run. That's a ridiculous it was, play by JD. It was JD. basically like a no look pass. There. It's an insane play by JD. Being fouled. He's not even yeah, looking. Being fouled. It's back heel with his left foot right through to Sam. Ridiculous play. And that's that's, right, well, that's why we missed him so much um, after the uh, the Loudon game for those few weeks he was out, because that's what he provides. Continue. Hold on, I want to because it's going to go to Lucho's goal, but there was something that, of course, USL does not uh, show. Oh no way! I don't believe it. Was it um, far clearing the ball and Lucho taking him out to no card? <laughs> <laughs> or was it where Lucho got a yellow card when he should have gotten two in the same little instance for leveling? It would be that one. Yeah. Where... Leveling Gomez, yeah. <laughs> he leveled him. <sighs> Ridiculous, man. And it was uh, that was oh, 45 plus two into the first half. Yeah, no, Lucho should have gotten. Lucho shouldn't have been in the game the, by the yeah, time. This at the minimum, game. yeah. At the minimum, Lucho should have had three yellow cards, <laughs> if not four. And the fourth one would have been the simulation. The third, and uh, and honestly, five because of his um, his celebration that somehow Tanny can tell you to shut up and walk away, and Lucho can do what he's going to do, and eh, it's nothing. It's fine. Boys being boys, ridiculous. <laughs> All right, I think this is where it's at here. Well, let's see it. So, real quick, I'm going to go into this. Um, we'll go into uh, we'll go into those highlights in a little bit. But what I will say, I'll throw out some stats here. Uh, that San Antonio FC moves to six two and six on the season with 24 points. Um, this game ended up in a two two draw. As we're reviewing it, I'm sure you're well aware of what the score is there at home. Uh, the the draw extends San Antonio's home unbeaten streak to 26 matches. Additionally, SAFC's unbeaten streak when scoring first moves to 54 consecutive matches. Uh, SAFC defender Carter Manley made his first start of the season after missing the team's first 13 matches of the USL championship schedule. That's great to see. San Antonio scored within the first four minutes of the match for the second straight match, marking the seventh time this season that SAFC has found the back of the net within the first quarter hour of a match and continue. All right, so here's where the player has just kicked the ball out. 
You can see that they're sizing it up. It's clearly out of bounds. Boom. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's just, honestly, that's a he made bite. No and then the, like, the flop. Hey, and he's made a paper. He Dude, Yuma didn't play, but he sure as hell was inside a, a Lucho. Yeah. Uh, he's probably yeah. learned a lot from Yuma. Literally, watch him hit Shannon. And seriously, Loco, that goes out to you because you know I got to do a Yuma anytime. San Antonio comes around. He hit him. He hit him, and he doesn't even look for the ball afterwards. It's not like he was even considering the ball. He hit him, no, and then walked away. Like the ball bounced like way far. There's away. Sam. You come after me. Yeah, come at, you do that shit to me. Yeah, Sam. Uh, like, Sam, Sam with the so we're, come up. We're gonna go. We're gonna go full major league on this one a couple times. But Sam does the uh, Serrano. Bring that shit to me, man. Bring that shit to me. Like so, look at the ball. He doesn't even. Like, it's just, ridiculous. He, it's he ridiculous. And it, it, it's almost. Pretend? It's once again you see remorse. He's leaning in, no remorse. He's leaning in with the shoulder. That's it's almost, be automatic. That's automatic, right? That's not even a play to the ball. It's almost the same thing with Stoneman on on Abu. Like, yeah. should the league look at this? It's not as egregious yeah. as a kick, but it's a shoulder and elbow to the back and nowhere near the ball. I mean, if, if he runs it, if he if he runs, the if he runs, listen, he runs into Gomez. Maybe he puts his two hands like that to kind of slow his momentum. That's that's understandable, but you can see that's clear intent. When you and here he it, comes. So we get a taunting second yellow, and yeah, yeah. Katie's got it right. It's a red card. What did Mitch get a red card yeah. or a yellow card for? He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. That guy flopped. I think it, I think he got a yellow for Lucho flopping. I think the refs like I gotta give a yellow for this. I'm gonna give it to this guy. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. That was simulation. Wrong guy. That's it's dumb. unbelievable. It's fucking unbelievable. That's all it is. What are you going to say about that? It's unbelievable. It's dumb. And oh. it, it, someone's eventually going to get hurt. It's ridiculous. And then before this, ha even before this happens, after that happened and before this happens, there is a 50-50 ball that Jordan Farr wins outside of his box, and Lucho goes sliding in and takes out – Far's shins from him and almost breaks his leg. A foul. It's only called a foul. The ball is gone. Lucho was sliding out of control and almost and he injured Far. Far was down for a while, which I still don't understand why we only had seven minutes at the end of this game. Anyway, let's continue. Um, took out Far for a good five minutes as Far recovered. Just a foul. That should have been easily a second yellow. Lucho should have been off. For like I said, three or four different times, and then this happens. I will say the goal is world class, though. We yeah. know Lucho it's, from his time Lucho. here. It's, it's Lucho it's being Lucho. Class. Yeah, it's Lucho being Lucho. We know who he, who he can be, absolutely. And like we don't not expect that from Lucho, but at the same time, if he deserves to be off the field and not even on the field at the time, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? He should at this point he should have three yellow cards. He has one. But we've seen that. We saw that for yeah. was it 2020 with us? Yeah. And that's ball game. So yeah. So this one, this one hurt though. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. This one felt like the this one felt like a loss, and I know we're gonna get into this next. This felt like we lost two points. Absolutely. I, I felt like it was two points taken from us. Because yeah. we outplayed them. Uh, we 100% outplayed we outplayed them. We outplayed them. 
but and here's where we're going to kind of turn into is coach marcina doing the right subs putting the right lineups out there um because we'll go hernandez and pirano hernandez has been playing better pirano was in there it like he he was in there for what almost a half or 35 half. minutes I don't I watched the game at home and I don't I remember him having the ball once maybe of any any significant time so to me I don't understand how Pirano fits in this in this system this year um because it doesn't seem like San Antonio does a lot of the you know like when it was him and, and Jose the little one-on-one dribbles and, and get it in and then cross it in. This team at this point is not doing that. Now, I think the team is running at this time. The team is running a lot better with uh, with uh, with Hernandez in there than um, you know than um, than Prano. But I'll agree with you. But like, isn't there a thought to maybe like the management of minutes, like? USL season's a grind. That's a long season, and and but you got to have some consistency, though. But if you don't, if you don't manage minutes and you overwork some people, I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong in terms of yes, he's been much better, like product, like what he's been doing lately, absolutely better fit. But at the same time, you don't want to grind these players, like because Marcina's system's known to do that. Look at the injury list; it's finally clean. And when's the last time we saw this? Like he just maybe you know, not to say that you know, we have to trust Marcina. In my mind, he. He's always shown that he's he, earned it. Yeah, he's earned it. So, like, it, 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 we just got to stay the course in my mind. Like, just continue to, like, but, but you're not wrong. Hernandez lately's been shining way better and been fitting way better. And what he showed this game, he even showed a little bit of nasty. Go back to the pop days with the smile. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so, so to me, I mean, he's being feisty. He's being physical. He's being def- defensive. And but it also comes he, into, to, to me, where I bring this up, and I think we see this, Hansen up top because you need your forwards to be informed and to me Hanson earlier in the year when he was getting minutes he was he was getting goals and now we're starting to see like this game um and last couple of games he's had opportunities and i don't know if it's just because he's not getting those consistent minutes like like he like i'm sure he expected when he came to san antonio um it's just to me and it's one of those you know first world problems where you know hey i'm complaining about having too good of talent on the bench you know where you know if you go to rgv they'd be like hey i'll I'll welcome this any day don't get me wrong but i do wonder if sometimes in and you guys have said this a hundred times that it's a marathon not a sprint and san antonio is not peaking yet you got to have concerns if you're an el paso fan that hey maybe you're peaking a little bit or way too early you're on a nine-game, uh, nine, nine, nine-game unbeaten streak. So you got, you know, they did this last year, and then you know, once once it kind of caught up to them, the train like went the, off the uh, tracks, like yeah. this, like the switchbacks uh, stumbling down mm-hmm. down the standings. So I understand, you know, it's one of those things where I don't want to press the the panic button by any means, but it's something that you know, not being at the stadium. You, you you get kind of a different view, a different feel of the game, and it just felt like the subs, because they're used to being starters. They it just it just you know, and El Paso is a class team. Let, you know, you know. Let, let's be fair; they're they're a quality team. They're going to be top four. Um, you know, they're going to be there when it comes playoff time. So you know, to give them credit, but to me, it, it just it just felt like something was off with the substitutions. 
you know, whether it was Zohir coming out and PC coming on, you know, uh, you know, Rita didn't like, you know, didn't like coming coming out. I know you kind of hinted maybe it's a minute thing with Toronto, uh, with Toronto, uh, Montreal or Montreal. Pardon me. <laughs> yeah, they let's were, get that right. They were in the Canadian <laughs> team. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Yeah, let's. Uh, we don't want to mistake oh, Montreal. Oh, here we go. We don't want to. say with yeah. a panic button. <laughs> <laughs> Gordino knows. Gordino knows. Uh, all right, Harry off the ledge. Um, Harry, I guess we're in third place. Yeah, correct. <laughs> this guy's not falling. And, and we are. But the remember best last year? Last year? Last year we're on the same in the in the in the same position last year, like in second, yeah. like in second behind Colorado, and then we finally made our move in July and August, and that's when we really turned it on. So, like I said, you know, these teams are, like I said, they're picking right now. Eventually, the, the injury bug is going to catch up to them. You know, they may not have the same depth as we do. And one, it takes, like I said, look at Sacramento. I know they're still winning, but they lost their best player. Eventually, that's going to catch up to them, you know, if, if they get well, another Sacramento's injury. Sacramento's deep like we are, to, to yeah. be fair. So, But that's but that was a huge player that they lost that really, yeah. I mean, that's like with us maybe losing like a they lost their the PC. year or something. Yeah. So I think I think it's not really time to hit the panic button. I think it's and I'm not awesome. hitting the panic button. It's just you you could you could sense some of the frustration both in the stands, yeah. social media, and I know social media isn't a fair thing, but I think you could sense it a little bit on the players as well, where ninety-nine percent of the time they're doing the right things. It's just that you know, it's like far coming out of the box. It was just an unfortunate thing, unlucky. We've been unlucky on back-to-back games where the calls haven't gone our way. Generally speaking, it'll even out, you know, throughout the year, you know, the laws of averages. But, you know, for this homestand. Do you think it's like the last three years we come, our expectations are higher though. We're so, we're a little spoiled. If you think about like, like you think about the years past, like how many times I just begged to be in the playoffs. And we're always like the nine team out of eight. So, so I mean, it's not a bad thing to have that much talent, and and it's understandable. But hey, Jose, yeah, we got course, Sunderland in coming in. We got Sunderland coming into town. We got to have a, yeah, a decent field. I, I think maybe you can you can kind of compare like with Louisville. You know how they have all the talent every year. Their expectations are always high, and and stuff. You know, I think for us, we're trying to to be that kind of beat that standard, and and we just have to, like I said, have patience and. And we, um, um, on this team, but like I said, also the games that we play is also the, the, the matchups. You know what players are have are the right matchup. You know, you know, I, I think El Paso. You know, with you know, they probably were fearful of Piranha and they covered him good. They said, you know what, if we let him get the ball, he's gonna he's gonna hurt us. And then, like I said, El Paso had no answer for Hernandez, so maybe that maybe you're right there, Harry. That maybe they should have kept them on a little bit longer. You know, into the or played the full ninety, but. But it's it's always going to come down, like I said, to matchups. What you know, how the other teams you know scout us and you know do their game plan. So, but we just like I said, no one. I think last year thing, no one know how to scout us, scout our team last year, and that's what we took advantage of. Though a lot of those games this year, I think they kind of see what we're doing. But we also have to reinvent ourselves. I think Marcina needs to kind of do that, kind of get away from that little bit of logbook. I think we need to add a little bit more possession, add to add, be a little patient. Send the long balls when we have one v ones when we with a clear v one ones attack, but I think we need to hold on to the ball a little bit more. This is the set of play, and that's and this is where Hernandez can really shine here, 
because he's going to be feeding the ball. Same thing with JD. He's going to be feeding balls. I think that's what we start need to start doing from here on here on out. Um, I'm going to take a different tact on this. I think there is an issue with some of the subs. Um, and I think this is going to be a learning process. Um, so one of the things that really stood out to me and it stood out to me for, for a few weeks, uh, is that, um, we normally, when we get toward, you know, the 60th or the 70th minute, we'll take one of our big boppers off up top and we'll put a dribbler on and kind of the issue with that is you we already have a tired forward up there and it's their job to hold the ball and to create space and then you're going to try to have a guy dribble um at this in this game we had hansen come on and we had pirano gone on which hansen just kept getting beat up and hopefully his injury he had to come off again uh he was subbed in and he had to get subbed out and it had to be a it had to be uh, concussion related and the reason why is we had six subs and four sub windows. So the only way that we could have done that is if it was a head injury with, with yeah, so, yeah. Um, I, I I hope he's all right because it, yeah. it didn't look good. Uh, but what I would like to see the only the only change that I would like to see in the subs, and I think where we lose a little bit of it, like I said, if you want to bring Sam off, because I understand bring him off, he may be on a minutes limit. Also bring off JD and put on uh, put on Nacho and Nico or Nacho and Christian have nacho create that space because we've seen his his the service he provides he'll be on the back shoulder of the of the center backs for the opposing team and he'll win the headers and he'll bring him back for whatever dribbler to win so i think that would be i think that would possibly help it would be something to look at i'm sitting here in my garage talking about the team the guy's in charge of the team he knows a lot more about them (laughs) than i do I'm just saying it's worth possibly to take a look because it is kind of noticeable whenever you bring on two dribblers that the other team gets more of a high line to stop those dribblers, and then they do the counter press that we're used to doing. So we definitely have seen that. Um, Pirano definitely needs some some more playing time. Go ahead. What what about this comment? Mercine isn't sure the balance of the front line or how the players work together yet keeps taking off the focal point for runners when we're already struggling to feed them, which I think is what you're kind of talking about here. That's, that's Uh, exactly what I'm saying Um, is, and and this, once again, this, this uh, is a thing that we've, is the thing I've talked about in seasons previous. And this is the thing that we're always going to go with is you have to find that chemistry. Players need more time on the field together to build that chemistry together, to know where one another is going to be case in point, JD, Back healing with his left foot, eyes to the other goal, boom, straight to Sam for a goal. That only comes from um, chemistry. That only comes from being on the field together and knowing where each other are going to be. So that's just what we got to build up. Um, and Jose put a comment. Also remember that summer transfers are usually a hit for us. Let's wait and see where could, where could, uh, where could we use the reinforcements. I'm going to push back. I think they've already got the summer, summer transfers in. Nobody. I would. I think this year we may see a transfer out. Yeah. Um, Could just be. Because or a loan. Loan out. Transfer or mutual yeah. decision. Something to where. Because there's a lot of talent that's not even in the 18. Yeah. Um, you know, that we have. So I don't know. If, unless loans get recalled. Um, I don't see us really making that big splash this summer. I think. And I think Marcina. And this is why we're probably still kind of struggling a little bit. Um, they had the late um, 
late build uh, on the roster initially. They had all the injuries up front, as, as Royce has said, you know, many times here. So they accelerated bringing in the transfers. So I don't expect, barring injuries or recalls of loans, I don't expect us to be super active um, this year. I would have to agree. I think we got that bit of business done already in May and, uh, well, I guess April and May, and um, where, where we normally would be in July right now which is good because now we can build that chemistry and we can get better. Uh, a lot of the teams like Sacramento, um, like you said, El Paso, they're peaking right now. We haven't peaked yet. And that should be scary for every other team in the league that we have not peaked yet. And our potential is way up there. We'll peak later as we normally do. This is what we normally discuss. July, August is typically when this team really comes together and Hopefully, you know, the stars align again and, and we make that big playoff run. So um, so let's get off of that. Um, it's a draw. Feels like we lost two more points, but at the same time, it's a draw. Um, so let's go over our mentality monster of the match. Um, I'll go first. Harry, fire away. So mine goes to uh, the supporters. Uh this is from San Antonio FC uh, with it being Pride Night. Um, and I know San Antonio FC did did a uh, – I want to say a cover story, but then I know that's not the right word. Um, an expose. Uh, an expose on it, uh, on the lady behind it here. But I thought uh, the supporters groups, uh, Crocketeers, um, I know, uh, some, you know some from 210 and uh, from um, – FTC. FTC uh, also helped, is my understanding here, but I thought that was beautiful. Well done. Looks great. I love the Rainbow River Walk. That's really cool. Well, I get, yeah, I mean, it's not the Rainbow River Walk, it's the um, LGBTQ plus AI, AI plus. I, I got to get that right. That they added letters, and it's supposed to be a two at the end. It's always changing. I'm an old fart. Excuse me. I got to learn. I got to be better. LGBTQAI plus two, right? Something like that. Anyway, uh, that flag on the river walk representing the water. It's great. So, um, and Randy, to answer your question here, um, PC came on. So it's hard to say PC. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say you don't want to see PC on the pitch, but. It's a different dynamic, yeah. <laughs> right. If and, and that's kind of the thing we're talking about. We'll get back to the Pride Night here in a second, but let's finish this thought real quick. I'll go around with the uh, Mentality Monsters as well um, to finish up. But really quick to finish up that point. Um, yeah, PC came from Burrito, which means you're going to be back more. So when you're back more, that's going to invite their back line to come up. So you need something to press their back line back where it was. So that's why you need a bigger, fresher guy with fresher legs up front. Like like I said, a Nico and a Nacho partnership to sub out from whoever started would be perfect. You'd have fresh legs. You'd have speed. You have the physicality to hold up the ball. I think that would be a And that's what they did last year when things settled down. Correct. They replaced Correct. the pair. You know, you had the two that started, then you had, mm -hmm. you know, Nacho and usually somebody else that came on um, here. And I think you could have, you know um, – Tani and Sam start, and then you could have JD and Nacho or JD and Hanson come on. Um, yep. You know, you know, for the second here, 
That's and, and to me, that's the reason why I think that there's going to be a transfer. We've got five starting forwards right now. And that's why, that's why, that's why I think, you know, going back to Jose here, I think, I think they're going to thin down the roster. But with, at the same rate, out. I don't think so. Cause at the same rate, two of those guys are on loans and you never know when they're going to get called yeah, back. So no, you need that cover. No one, no one is getting transferred out. No. I, I rather have three forward front. I, I rather have JD in the middle, Sam on the one side, Tani on the other side. I, I think that's a more deadly combination there. And it also allows us to something that we're not doing is what we did last year is the high press. The press. We, yeah. we killed teams last year with the press. And I think with those three up top, especially how you saw what JD did with those passes, I think he can really, he can have double digit assist passing the ball to Tani and, and, and Sam. And then when we do make a sub, if we have to sell, you know, sub out, you know, we can always go back to maybe, you know, Two the two forwards and the one attacking man go back to a three five two to defend. So I think he needs to be more aggressive. I, I need to go with a three forward front. Those are the your three three best forwards right now. You need to go with it and 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 do what needs to take to generate more more goals. But Robert, back to your uh, mentality monsters of the match. Mine was the the supporters group with the with the pride uh, tifo. Well, if if you're talking person or, or mentality monster of the match. I'm going to stick with Hernandez. Like for a little guy, he, he, he was a bit of a pit bull. He, he showed a little bit extra this last match, not only like his skills and ability to distribute, but they had a little dog in him. He was, he was, he was mixing it up for a guy that he got into, it, he got into it. And then I was still even Harry and Rapa earlier. Like I was shocked. The yellow card didn't come sooner. He was constantly in the mix. Anytime there was like a little bit of an altercation or some physical play and he was in there holding his own. I, I was, I was massively impressed, not only with the skills, but his ability to like hang in there and be physical and not get the yellow until late in the game. Like he he was super impressive to me. I mean, if we're talking moment though, like I love the idea. I love the fact that as a team and as a family that like when Shannon got like just cream to see Sam, one of the most mild mannered guys you can ever meet, go up and say, hit me next. And then Tainer stick up from you you got to let them know that's not okay, you know, and they did it in the right way. I mean, they didn't make it more than it needed to be. They didn't lead to additional reds or, or suspensions, but they let them know that, Hey, next time hit me, I'm here for you. Like, you know, to me, it's all about team, all about supporting and protecting your players, you know, cause it's going to come down to eventually someone's going to get hurt. And, and that's going to be the sad reality. If they continue to let this nonsense play out, I mean, someone's going to get hurt and then what, and then what we're going to look even more Bush league as a league, but. Where's the USL Players Association on this? Yeah, we haven't heard anything from them, and that's their job to protect the players. So that's great. Uh, Rafa, uh, your mentality monster of the match. Uh, I got to go with Hernandez as well. I mean, he's, I mean, also, that was probably one of his be- best games. Um, he's, he's getting, he's getting, I think maybe hanging out with PC is getting rubbing off a little bit on him, getting that little, that little. Yeah. <laughs> A little, a little coach pop nasty, yeah. A little chippy, a little, little chippy. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little chippy and you know a little squirrely, like what Far used to say. Um, so he's my mentality monster. And then my moment had to be that pass by JD for that second goal. Mm-hmm. I mean that it was like the no look pass. I mean that just shows how valuable JD is. My bad. You know, as far as up front, just distributing balls to our forward, just, you know. To our, to our attackers and so forth so that's he's, that's my moment of the match yeah that's a nice transition because my mentality monster of the match for sure is jd um just hard nose 
tough work. Um, an incredible game from him. And we deserve those three points for sure. Uh, I will say about uh, Jorge Hernandez that his assist on Tainer's goal in the third minute was his first assist with SAFC, which is pretty crazy. Uh, first of many. Uh, Mitch Tainer's goal uh, is, is his second of the season. <laughs> Uh, Sam's go-ahead goal uh, was his third of the season and 15th with SAFC. Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate that. From the press box, Matt. Uh, Matt yeah, exactly. Matt making the call. I think you're better than me. Anyway, um, Sam's <laughs> go-ahead goal was his third of the season, 15th with SAFC overall. And JD's assist uh, was his second of the season, giving him 14 with SAFC to take sole possession of the club record. Justin Dillon previously tied with Christian Pirano with 13. So, JD assist master for SAFC all time. So there you go. Um, let's quickly touch up on uh, and finish up pride night. I thought it was great. I thought what they implemented was awesome. Um, the whole, and, and one thing that I really do want to see SAFC continue to do that they've impressed me uh, a couple times is when we went, um, uh, which game was it? There was face painters for the kids. It was like a kid's night almost. And it was great. Rex, really enjoyed it uh he really had a good time for this for pride night uh behind the east stands once again they had they were doing face painting they had they're giving away the lgbtq plus ai plus two flags um so it was really cool um and once again it's the inclusivity of it all that's all it means hey you're different from me cool you're invited. This is soccer. This is for everybody. That's all it means. We're not trying to say one person's better than the other. We're not trying to do anything ridiculous. All this means is you're different from an I from I am. Awesome. You're also a human. I respect you as a human. And this game is open to everybody. So that's all it means. That's yeah. it. Uh, Harry, how'd you feel about the whole uh, the night in general and, and the accoutrement that uh, San Antonio FC and Spurs, Spurs Sports Entertainment put on? So I've thought about this for a while here. Um, you got to give San Antonio FC credit. The first couple of years, they did not embrace Pride Night at all, despite the request from the fans. I believe it was Bree. I don't remember her last name. Um, one of the sales staff that put together unofficially a, hey, let's try this out, you know, ticket and a scarf or a ticket and a shirt. I forget what it was. And I think SAFC saw, hey, there, there is, there, there's an avenue that, you know, from the fan base to support this. So to see San Antonio FC uh, to, embrace it um and i think they really have um through through there um because how many times previously did we complain that they really wouldn't take uh i don't say take a side but really comment on social issues where they were kind of rgv like um that you know just the silence was deafening uh before they're here so to me it, it made me proud to see the improvement from San Antonio FC, um, to see the, the fans, um, you know, that, um, you know, that, that, yeah, you know, obviously I'm not part of the LGBT, um, community and I'm sorry if I'm not saying that right here, you know, uh, 
for that here, but to me, I support them. Like I said here, all means all. And I don't, you know, I don't care what it is. All means all, you know, whether it's political, gender, sexual, I, I don't care. As long as you go to the game and you support my team, or if you go to the game and support the opposing team for that 90 minutes, we may yell and, and back and forth. But after that, we're all friends, you know, hopefully we'll be, hopefully we'll be friends. Now, obviously there's some disagreements sometimes, but to me, uh, as somebody that's covered this team um, from the start, uh, it made me proud to, to see what they've done. It made me proud. And, and it's something that we haven't really talked about here from them coming out uh, with the orange, you know, wear orange for um, uh, was it the gun, gun safety or gun violence. Gun safety. You know, not saying, Hey, take away second amendments, but Hey, use some common sense on things here. Two years ago, three years ago, SAFC would never, ever think about doing that. So yeah. um, I, I think for me, just just seeing the growth and the embrace, you know, that San Antonio FC has to all of us, all the different fan bases here. And I know there's people that will bitch and moan that, you know, hey, my group isn't covered or, you know, you know, through here. There's no pleasing them. I hate to say that, but to, to me, like I said here, well done to San Antonio FC and the staff and, and like I said here. For me personally, I'm proud of the growth that, that this organization has made, especially when it comes to the LGBT community, because I think for a long time, they did not embrace them. I hate saying that, but previous years, they did not embrace them at all. That's true, and uh, we're still counting the days until the Texas Rangers have a Pride Night, so they've never had one. Uh, Rafa, uh, do you have any thoughts on this, or do you want to hand it over to Robert? No, it was like I said, as far as the evening, it was a great atmosphere. It was a great time. Um, like I said, it's it's a, it's a we're all we're all same people. We all bleed the same blood. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know what, who loves who. You know, that's 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 their inalienable rights to do that. So, but like I said, the turnout was great. The, the atmosphere was great. You know, and like I said, it was great there at the you know even at the tailgates too. We had you know fun you know fun stuff for the kids and all that. Like I said, no one's pushing anyone's agenda. It was just a great time celebrating. Like I said, also uh, not only the, in the Pride Night, but also the, the Copa Texas game too, as well against El Paso. It was just a fun. It was just a fun atmosphere. Absolutely, Robert? yeah, Robert. I mean, like y'all said, I mean, it, it was uh, fun to see. I mean, I I had a good time. It was is neat to see San Antonio FC like embrace the the whole idea of the Pride Night. Like I said. I had a good time. People had a good time. Um, I even uh, I won one of the auctions for the team jersey. I'm not going to talk about the cost, but I, I did. I did. It was worth it. It was fun. And then, uh, I mean, I, the bunker was uh, lit. I mean, it, it was it was it was great. And I got Rafa was in the bunker. I was about to say, I got to, I think you stole my thunder. I was literally I was about to say I got standing next to the rock star the whole game. Like the guy that <laughs> with all the TV cameos, but no, in all seriousness, I mean, it, it, it was a good time. Like you said, y'all means all everyone's invited. I mean, just come on in. Let's all enjoy the same thing. Yeah. Spurs sports entertainment own um, RC Buford was uh, in the bunker as well. And, and there are a lot of pictures of him with the fans, which is great to see. It's definitely not his, not his first time out at Toyota Field during the game, and it's always great to see him out there. So and with the fan cast flag too. So and yeah, you know the fan cast flag. Yeah, we got we got to make that like our our banner or some crap, but we'll figure it out. Um, all right, 
What about for you, Royce? You asked us. You never really commented on it. Oh, I I mean, I commented on it with the flag. I talked about the flags, how they had okay. uh, the okay. stuff, the all the accoutrement all over. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, the you blended t-shirt, it in with others. Yeah. Right. The t-shirt a deal that they had for tickets sold out. I tried to get some a week before the game, and they already sold out. So that's great. Obviously, there's the band there. So, so like, the rematch. Yep. So let's move How on. How are we feeling the about the rematch? I, I and... will say, I will say real quick. Let me finish it up with, um, in our sphere, everyone's invited, no matter who you are, unless you're a fan of Lucho Solniak and um, uh, Stoneman, then. Uh, no, you're you're not allowed. And Nate so, Miller, no, there's still and, and Nate Miller. That, that, or, that's, or Yuma, that's Yuma's another one. Yuma uh, correct. <laughs> correct. Been, oh, yeah, like exactly. that Robert Robert had. Yeah. No yeah, thanks. I don't think, uh, doors I don't doors think back they, there. See, ya. I don't think those H notch guys like that sign I had <laughs> with the Chico tacos. <laughs> I, I know there. I was getting a lot of birds for that, but yeah. Well, well, Chico sucks. They need to move on. Anyway, yeah. Harry, continue. <laughs> so. uh what do we expect for San Antonio, San Diego's a rematch here in San Diego? Violence, um, physical, emotional, pain. <laughs> you know, Tony's going to be lit up for this game. You know, he's going to want some payback on this, and he's he's going to try to get, score as many goals as he can. And he and he was owning them this last game, so you know he's going to be hyped up for this game. They had no answer for him. He was all over them. Yep, he's going to have motivation. I want to see what a motivated Tanny can do, uh, along with the JD that's in form right now. Could be very Sam. dangerous for a CFC. So and do you start JD and Tani, or do you start Sam and Tani? I start all three. Sam and JD and Tani. I do all three. I vote Sam and Tani. That means you take off Hernandez off the field. No. no you can still have, you can have him as your attacking mid. Head reader Who are you taking boo. out? Uh, boo. You can take out a Boo. And putting Rita in the middle. Rita, Rita Rita's not a six. Rita's not a six. Rita's but he an eight. can play. But he can. But he can play that. If you watch some of the Montreal games, he can play that position. We'll agree to disagree on this one. Yeah, um, <laughs> we're all over the place. <laughs> you're gonna have Hernandez as a ten. You'll have Tanny and JD up front. Rafa's gonna have a different desired lineup. What about I'm, Juan Carlos? He'll yeah, come. Front. He'll come off start. the bench. You, you don't. You don't start him over Shannon. No. And start him. I mean, you hit because him with he, he, When healthy, he brings a different level yeah. compared to Shannon. Offensively, but not defensively. If he's in shape. Well, he's in shape. Well, if he's not in shape, then you got Zico Bailey on the bench. Well, he, well, he's he hasn't been on the bench. He hasn't been on the bench. Him and Tulu were not even. I'm saying he will be on the bench uh-huh. if you need him, is what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Gotcha, gotcha. I just, uh, to, to me... I, I just don't. Do you go back to Tanner Garcia and Bautista for this, or you leave Manly in? And keep in mind, we got a Wednesday match, and then we're off till the following uh, uh, Saturday. I think it is ten days. Right, it's a ten day away break. match back in California in NorCal with Sacramento. So I think we do what we what we did in this one, and and you you Manly. start the same three: Manly, Tanner, and and um, um, Garcia. I mean, I'd rather have um, Bautista get the yellow card at, at Sacramento than at the game before. I think he's going to be needed for that Sacramento game. 
it's it's a tough one because Bautista's in form right now. That's, That's not that many. He's a league leader in well. how many categories? Manly played really well in that game, and and he didn't miss a step. But like, I mean, Bautista's in form. It's really a that's a that is a tough decision. That's going to be an interesting. I mean, the, an, another thing you can do is with like I say, if you do start Bautista, like if Manly's going to come in, he can always come in for from Maloney because he does play that same position outside and he had in in the past and be that kind of. That so here's what you could do. Well, how that that uh, you that still goes. can't because if you take Abu out, you could move Maloney in. But you still got to bring in, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I'm glad Coach Marcini gets paid a lot of money to make these decisions. Yeah, Red, Red, Reddy's got the right idea. <laughs> That's yeah. The, uh, it sounds like we're talking like the the mind of Marcino. We all have different ideas. That's probably his head every night <laughs> trying to figure out who, who needs to do what. That's 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 what I want to see is that three four three. We've we've been lethal on, with that formation. We have the firepower to. For that, you know, three five two is more of a defensive holding. Try to transition. I, I think we need for this game. We need to go after them and put them out of their misery because okay. we've done it before. We're up three nothing. If you can put more pressure on them, especially if they, you know, like I said, they're playing with their backup keeper who's only sixteen. What? You know, the other guy put was back. He's goals. back. The other guy. Oh, he's back. Okay. Yeah. So we can if we can get some goals early on. I guess we can start killing their, some of their confidence. Yeah, um, like I said, I think it's 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 going to be the three five two with uh, Taney and JD up top. But hey, we'll see what happens if we go a little different, just to switch it up a little bit. Uh, maybe we, um, yeah, that's not even a funny joke. So um, we'll see what happens on that one. Here is a reminder, though, we should have really said this on top of the show. We are going to have a virtual watch party for the match on Wednesday. Um, it will be through this platform, which is uh, StreamYard. Um, so you will not need to download any additional software. Uh, you can just use your internet browser to get in. You can use your phone if you wish. You can use your um, computer if you wish as well. Um, and just know that um, just DM us um, on our social media accounts, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through uh, uh, Twitter. Um, for the, uh, for the code to get in, it's not going to be an open thing. Cause that's the last thing we need is for people to spam the whole thing and it to be a failed bit. So just DM us on, uh, one of our social media platforms, like I said, Facebook or Twitter, uh, we'll get you that code out when we create it. We'll create it probably a few hours before the match itself. So it's easily, you know, you just click on it. You'll go to it. You click, um, the first thing it'll do is you bring it'll bring you backstage and then you just request to go into it. Um, I'll be able to bring up. I can bring on 10 people. Uh, we already have one person that will be committed. It's uh, one of our um, rival friendly rivals uh, from uh, Shadow Wolf, uh, uh, Der Shadowwolf, uh, who is a former energy uh, supporter, um, picked RGV for some odd reason. Um, obviously, work. he wants uh, some taste of winning, so um, <laughs> he's going to come on. And that's and cool. It, it's cool. It's it's just kind of you know he's a big USL fan over in Germany. Uh, Prost, Prost. Uh, Hertha Berlin is his is his local club over there, and he tweets and suffers a lot because he follows RGV and, and uh, uh, Oklahoma City Energy. But you know that's, that's cool. you know, compounded by asking him to come on to our show. But, you know, mm. Hey. So. He's liking the meme, so 
What, what does it mean to follow the energy this year? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. So well, that's, that's um, why it's following RGV. It's kind of one the same, right? Yeah. There There's a question on there by MC. Any thoughts from the pod on Mike Jimenez saying he was advised against talking about SAFC as much as he wanted to? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not surprised. Um, but he also said SAFC and UTSA. And UTSA, um, exactly. Um, a lot of the media here, is they think that the money really is in Austin and in Texas wide, so they really want to talk Cowboys here. Um, they really want to talk UT here because they think that's where the money is. AM, Houston Astros. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, and that's not what should happen. I know there was a big press as well when there was a lot of money in it to have Austin FC be talked a lot on the radio at all. And that was to try to bring money because they think that's where the money is. That's not where the money is. If, and, if, well, if, it if, if a show, work, right? I know you follow Mike Taylor's show a lot more than I do. I tend yeah, to they, the ESPN guys, but they, they ended that partnership real quick because there wasn't a lot of money in it and people weren't that motivated by matthew mcconaughey's clown antics and and that's bold billionaire they have up there so um and it's also austin nobody here in san antonio likes austin it's, it's the same thing if you know if Dal if there would be a dallas cowboys radio in houston texas who the hell would listen to that so no what they need to do they need to get smarter in town this is not some small town and this goes with everything i've always said about san antonio this is the one i mean you want to talk say it's a toxic trait this is the one thing that makes me angry about this town is its lack of self-respect there's there's a lot of small town mentality here in san antonio and it's always oh, what's going on in austin what's going on in dallas what's going on in houston what's going on in san antonio this city is the best city in the state we don't need to have an austin we don't need to have a dallas we don't need to have a houston everything that's going on in this city is worthy of statewide talk I mean, number one, nationwide, uh, all I've gotten are alerts about Wimbiyama playing uh, in, in the league in Vegas, and that's nationwide. He's coming here. Like, San Antonio is a big thing by itself. SAFC, big thing by itself. Sunderland's coming in. We've already had Cardiff City come in. SAFC is a big thing. The missions, the missions have had some real top players come through their system. Um, they need a ballpark. We got – uh, yeah, we need a new ballpark 100%, and they're still working on that. We had a guy get popped for steroids from the major leagues in our in our city, at our baseball stadium. Oh, yeah. That's a and big deal. Back back, and you, back and back. that was the that was the biggest thing that I'm gonna that I'm gonna cover. UTSA is the highest growing team of any sport just about throughout the, the country. State. Throughout the country, I would say going from um, so the Southland Conference to um, Conference USA, and now they're going to the American. Like within not even ten years of each other, that that might be like a seven year, five year stepping stone. That's insane. The the there amount of go. competition Tatiste. and yeah, Randall exactly. Tatiste. Yeah, Tatis Junior. But um, UTSA has also won the league two years in a row. Like that is a big deal. They are nationally ranked. They, yeah. There are a lot of people saying they should be number 25 or 24 when the rankings come out. Going from being nothing in 20, was it 2011 was their first game or 2012? I was at that game. Like, you know, time loses all meaning. I'm old. Um, but to go from there that short a time ago, now to be the number 25 or the 24th 
best team in the nation. Insane. And that deserves everything. Uh, that deserves a whole city to get behind. And I don't understand why they can, you know, barely get 35, 40,000 people in the stadium. They should sell out that. If you really want football, San Antonio, and you really want to show you want football, pack that stadium for UTSA because that team and that coach and that organization are more than worth your time. And get the tickets are cheap. Stadium, and the basketball, the, 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 the tickets are cheap for UTSA. They're not even, they're not expensive at all. And yeah, uh, the convoca- convocation center is outdated. We really. all know that. We got it. We need to shut one. up. The, the softball field and the baseball field. But they shout out to the so- girls' soccer team. The they also won the conference championship, too. So there you go. Like For UTSA, UTSA is, is worth your time. It's it's worth the money that, you know, people would spend. It's not even that expensive to attend those athletic events at all. And, and they're top class. Do you want to kind of make one final comment? Um, we do this show because we love it. You know, whether it's one person that tunes in or 10, 20, we have probably a good 20, 25 on average, especially if we're consistent, jumps up to about 30 people on average on, on our podcast. If we as fans want coverage, whether it's Ticket 760, whether it's ESPN, whether it's the Express News, whether it's the Athletic talking USL, we as fans have to be more engaging. We need to be more vocal um, along those lines. So it's, you know, I understand from the business aspect, and, and I think there, for me personally, I think there was other things that were going on uh, with, with tick, you know, with ESPN 1250 and, and Skip Jimenez, I mean, Mike Jimenez uh, for that here. But I do think that if, if we want the radio stations to talk SAFC, we have to, we have to kind of help push it. We need to help, you know, whether it's downloads afterwards, respond, social media tweets, you know, engage on, on there. Um, and we saw this with the striker and, and the striker, they had a lot of thought, uh, flaws, don't get me wrong. But part of the reasons why they cut the coverage was because there really wasn't that demand from outside of San Antonio. And, and you know, like I said, you can go into a big reason on why, because it was too Austin centric. I understand that. But as fans, if we want the product, we have to be there to be able to support it. And we need to be, you know, just like going to SAFC, you need to bring your friends, your family along those lines to help promote it. 100%. Um, I completely agree with that. I will say, to be fair to uh, the SA Star uh, 1250, SA uh, ESPN, the radio. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, Rudy J and, and uh, Rob Thompson in the morning, they do interview a lot of, they do interview a lot of SAFC players. So, I mean, SAFC gets coverage on their radio station more than other radio stations, 100% here in town. But at the same time, I I don't know if it's enough. Um, And that would, that would be a huge thing for the, and that's one thing that we've talked about. That'd be one huge thing for the organization. That's one thing we've always talked about is if, there's more broadcasting if we had a local TV broadcast where everybody can or watch local, the games. Even if it's in Spanish. Especially if it's in Spanish. What are we talking about? Liga well, MX. I don't, I don't most... understand Spanish, but I sure that would be you can, still, you can still watch it. It doesn't matter. No, like, I understand. I, I understand every sentence, every other sentence because I'm too busy translating the previous sentence to myself. But um, if you just have that little bit and that little bit of spread throughout the city, uh, if if SAFC or Sports 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 Entertainment were to end their partnership with um, 
the soccer factory oh. and were to put their stuff in HEBs and academy throughout the city. Academy. Huge, big. Um, if if San Antonio FC, here's one big thing that I wish they would do is have a partnership with either Freetail, uh, maybe Alamo. I'd say Freetail's a little, or maybe even Shiner. Shiner would be even bigger. Have a beer. Have a San Antonio FC beer. That would be huge, and that would sell, and that would become popular. Make it not suck, please. And that would be popular. That would go a long way. It's just those little things to get the logo out there, to get it out there. And we're talking about this after a, after a championship. We're talking about this in our eighth or ninth season. Yeah, like, they could call it like championship lager. Like even like and that, the commanders and the Brahmas both had beer. Exactly. And and to bring it to bring it full circle back around to it is it's disappointing to hear that a radio station was trying to throttle SAFC talk, throttle allegedly. UTSA talk. Allegedly. Alle exactly. Allegedly. There's no real, you know, we can't say whether it's 100% factual or not, but it is a rumor out there, uh, SAFC rumor. Well, no, Mike mentioned it. No, on, no, on I, know. Podcast, I, I, I know. I know. I know. But yeah. we can't we can't corroborate it. So that's why it's a rumor. That's what I'm saying. Um it's, it's disappointing to hear. And those little steps would go a long way to get this team to where we all would like it to be, especially Spurs Sports Entertainment. Uh, it would be great if we could sell out the stadium every every night. And those three simple steps, I think that would go a long way. So um, hit us up on social media. What do you think would be some great steps for Spurs Sports Entertainment or San Antonio FC all in one could take to get the club to make you know get the club out there a little bit more um is it up to the fans to be the squeaky wheel to get the grease on different media outlets to ask where's the safc coverage kins five loves to cover austin fc for whatever reason and i know definitely a lot uh, a few of us deal. right a few of us uh, it's because they're they're tanga and tanga is let's not even go to tanga media not worth your time but you know, go out there and let them know, hey, you're in San Antonio. You're not in Austin. Cover cover San Antonio stuff. Um, KSAT does a great job of covering SAFC. Uh, San Antonio Express News uh, does a great job of uh, covering SAFC. So it's out there. Uh, we just got to, you know, like I said, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Uh, but will, like I said, I on social say... media, so on social media, let us know what your thoughts are on how SAFC can uh, – you know, can, can can grow their spread and influence a little bit more. I will say that's why I listen to more uh, ESPN um, than I do uh, your your station there, just because with Chris Duell and they did the morning show with the Austin and then Mike Taylor, um, he fought it to, to Mike Taylor's credit. Um, but just I think it's 760 made that decision to, and I understand it's a cost um, and we can talk, you know, it'd be an interesting conversation long-term on the radio compared to this kind of met, uh, platform of social media. Cause I, to be honest with you, I listen to more shows that are on YouTube now that are just as informative. Um, and then local, local radio and, and if, you, know, uh, uh, you know, I have my favorites that I, that I listen to, but outside of that, if, if there was a local show that would talk more UTSA, that would talk more San Antonio FC, I would listen to them religiously, honestly. Yep. And I know at least 8,000 people that go to the San Antonio FC matches, 30,000 people that go to UTSA games, they would feel the exact same way. 
we don't want to hear anymore about UT and whatever quarterback controversy they have going on. I'm tired of hearing about the Cowboys and how much, how disappointing they're eventually going to be. You know it and I know it. Let's talk about the success we have here in town and not the garbage that we have out of town. And if, like I said, if a, if a radio station were to do that, if you were to have a show that is a San Antonio sports show, mm-hmm, then I would 100% listen. I listen to Rudy J is one of my guys. I listen to Rudy J all the time in the morning. That is the morning show of note in San Antonio. Is and this, he has is a, a soccer sport. background, too. Doesn't really go into it, but he right. does have a soccer background. Right. So, I mean, 100%. Um, I agree. Uh, I listen to Total Soccer Show and the USL Show, um, as well as, you know, there's a couple other USL shows that I listen to as well, and I listen to those religiously. So if you, like I said, bring out a San Antonio sports-centric show, I'm listening. I want to hear about UTSA. There's a lot of, I know Zachary Franklin's going to Ole Miss. Like, there's certain things like that that, I've kind of missed, and I just heard about it. Apparently, this is a saga been going on for six months. So, I would like Alamo, to know about these for, things for so. UTSA and uh, Alamo Audible. Um, used to be the Alodome, uh, Alamo Dome Audible, but uh, they got the cease and desist letter uh, for that here. Um, but those guys hustle and bustle. They had golf coverage this year. They had you know did a great job on covering UTSA baseball. Um, I think they would do a lot more with the basketball if they. Unfortunately, UTSA had a basketball program that, that uh, you could talk about in, in a nice manner. But, you know, for football-wise, like I said here, uh, Alamo Audible, but, you know, and there's a, a couple others out there. Uh, but I do know that you Inside know, Runner Sports. UTSA information, yeah. It's, Inside Runner Sports is a great Inside Runner Sports. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, to me, if you had Javi and, and, and the Alamo guys, and I know they sometimes cross-mingle. Um, if they did it, you know, if a Saturday show or a Sunday show, um, it, it would do well. But. All right. Um, uh, sorry about that, Rafa. Sorry about that, Robert. We, uh, it, Harry and I, it, we, it, maybe they went, they're interested in us. We can be the grumpy pundits of SASC or something. So, so we do have to talk to Rafa here. Um, and we got Royce here. There uh, is a huge match uh, coming up on Thursday. Uh-oh. Uh, USA, Mexico. Anybody care? No, it's, <laughs> it's going to be five nothing USA. I mean, what are we going to say? I don't uh, know. Next. You said you saw next. the roster that they put out. <laughs> it's going to be five nothing USA. Yeah, it's yeah. embarrassing. So Dota that's what Seto. I'm saying. Dota it every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Our roster, our roster's MLS heavy. How's Mexico's coming in for this? Is it very light as it's, well? It's a lot of it's it's young. I think what what they're doing is they're taking kind of the same page with the U.S. Just, they're starting to get some of the younger players, and and I and I saw some flashes of it on the last couple of games. I didn't get to see the game against Cameroon, but the other game, I've seen some flashes of it. There's potential there. It's just just giving opportunities. I think the the biggest thing is, you know, the owners of the you know all, all the teams. I think that's the biggest detriment of the growth of the national team. And I wish. If they could take that away from them, I think they can do a lot of great things. And like I said, they're getting some, some of the players, like I said, from Europe, you know, like I think the one, Santi Jimenez had a great season with Fine Yard. So that's one of the bright spots there. I think uh, Machine, uh, he's, he did well there with um, 
with Ajax. I think Dortmund was after him, but I don't know if I think that deal is going to go through or not. It's still up in the air. But it's it's a kind of like a rebuild, but I think what they're trying to do is get that young talent going, build up some confidence, and, and, and then and see and then evaluate after this. You know, because I think I think what they're focusing on is the the tournament for next year, which is a Copa America. I think that's going to be the measuring stick on where they're at for twenty six for twenty twenty six. Yeah, that's a whole that, Rafa. That's a whole lot of words of saying uh, Mexico missed the U twenty World Cup, and now they need to make up for that experience. So that's a whole lot of words to say that. Yeah, but so. at least they won. They, at least they won the 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 youth World Cup twice, which the U.S. hasn't done. Then, which they should have won. What 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 have you done for me lately, there, uh, Rafa? Because yeah, they didn't even make they didn't even qualify. They should, they should have been new to why, but they did it. I have to interrupt because we are a U.S. based soccer show. Hey, Messi's coming to the United States, so uh, in order to be a soccer podcast in the United States, you got to mention Messi. So check that box. Yeah. Sure. And they just signed Di Maria too, as well. Did they yeah, actually? Well, all of this yeah. is ru- once again. I'm going to cover the same thing we talked about last that's show. That's I'm going to cover now. It's all rumor. There is no that, signing. No, Messi signed. He signed, but Messi's Di Maria. I think he's, 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 he I can't think he's sign until done. the end of June. He still has a contract with PSG until the end of June. He cannot sign. Cannot. No, but that's pretty much a his, done deal. His contract. He can't sign with Inter Miami, but he can sign with Apple and all of those who's actually paying him. Yeah. No. Once again, things can happen. Saudi Arabia can go $3 billion, and then Messi can be off to Saudi Arabia. Well, they, they tried to do that with Modric. Sign. They offered him 88 per year, but he signed, he signed that one-year deal with uh, with Real Madrid. They but signed no, one more year. A Saudi Arabian team signed in Golo Conte to $100 million a year. It's Messi, so... Congratulations! Congratulations! The other one, now the other one, the other, the other hip is, is Mbappe through the curveball today. He's going to Barcelona. Yeah, we all know. Um, <laughs> hey, but but to tie Messi into San Antonio FC, Coach Darren Powell, the assistant head coach, 100%. one seat away from coaching Messi. And he will be on the field with Messi coaching him. That's that's an ins- to be to be let go from the SAFC job. And I mean, salute Darren Powell, our first manager, yeah. did four great seasons here in town. Uh, he gave us the magic that was the 2017 playoff. I'll never forget Billy Forbes winning that um, uh, winning oh, that PK and Ever Guzman putting it in. You can sign a contract with New Side on a uh, Bossman if the negotiations and confirmations are within six months of a contract expiration yeah like i said Bam. like i said hasn't <laughs> happened yet so it's not official to me but anyway um let's get back to the five zero us let's get back to it <laughs> yeah i mean we, we can do no no salute darren powell darren powell is now number two in in um in the ranking of coaches Early of the year and he's gonna coach he's so that's what's gonna happen they're probably gonna bring tata and then uh, we'll see what other argentinian uh stars they bring uh, in what we'll, we'll, okay let's put it this way we'll, we'll see whatever uh roster rules that don garver decide aren't useful anymore whatever when roster Don rules, follow the rules correct correct that's the whole problem is uh it's we'll see what don garver decides the, the mls is it yeah. i mean the don't call of the mls it's be like batistuta all those guys are coming back yeah hey, 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 i know we gotta get <laughs> going letter? here but we do have to ask robert this question what the hell happened to uh, Cook in Minnesota? Why would they release a good running back 
that was the star of the Minnesota offense? There's a couple reasons. Like, Cook's been known to be half man, half season for the last three years. So he's always hurt. And Yikes. it does come down to money. Like, honestly, it, 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 it's cash. And the running back and linebackers in today's NFL are not a super valued position. They replace them because nobody runs the ball anymore. You got to be able to catch the screen and but stay Cook healthy. Cook can catch, though. That's a little bit different. When he plays. And I'm not saying he he can bring you some splash plays. He's like, like I want to say he's equivalent to Barry Sanders, but he's similar. He'll get you negative three, one, negative three, and then an 80-yarder. You just got to, like, it's not it's not consistent enough, but. All right, well, we're at the fourth quarter, and, and it's a high-scoring 71-70 with about 12 seconds left. And Denver's struggling offensively here, but let's see if they can close this out here. So, uh, Royce, Rafa, Robert, uh, if you want to close us out, because I want to watch the, the rest of the, the finals to see if Denver can bring it home, um, something that Minnesota cannot do. Is Harry going to be uh, driving down mm-hmm. Commerce? Yeah, honking. <laughs> honking by himself. Yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be a good look. They'll be like road rage. (laughs) Oh, next week. Um, I will not be here. Um, I doubt I can get permission to do a podcast while I'm on the adult vacation in Vegas. So, um, you guys will be in charge of doing the podcast next week, uh, for that here. So if there is no show, blame Rafa, blame Royce, blame Robert. I will be, I will not be part of it. Unfortunately. So that means so that means blame Harry. That's correct. It's called Father's Day, and uh, we're not going to have a show next weekend. We'll have one the weekend after. We'll cover the uh, rematch of San Diego and uh, and the other match that we have coming up. But Sacramento. Um, is it Sacramento. Sacramento? Wow. Yes. Okay. Sacramento. Not Sacramento. You sure, you want to do that? Not one later on because it's fine. No it's fine. Practices. We'll we'll cover both. We'll cover both. We'll be. Oh, right. we can we can do the after game right after the after the. Oh yeah. We we'll we could San Diego. We yeah. could do we one just, Thursday. Yeah. We could Thursday, do one Thursday. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. Look at us producing on the fly. So for Rafa, for Robert, for Harry, what's live without goals? Good night, everybody.